Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Kim. I'm Ted. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Happy to have you guys here. Ted has been traveling a little bit over the last couple of months. Yes. And um, unfortunately, the only negative thing I could say about that is you missed Dragon Con this year. I know, and I heard it was amazing. Why don't you tell everyone what Dragon Con is? All right, Dragon Con is a celebration of all the weird, the nerdy, the sci-fi, fantasy pop culture. Yeah. You got your Star Treks, you got your Flintstones, your Ninja Turtles, anything you want. Any cartoon you could ever think of. Sean and I dressed up one of the days this year. We went as um, Itchy and Scratchy from The Simpsons. Yes. It was very well appreciated. Did you get to be Itchy or Scratchy? I was Scratchy. Okay. Which is the cat. Yeah. Itchy is the mouse and that was Sean. (laughs) So being that Itchy usually ends up killing Scratchy. I really got to have some fun with like fake blood. And we oh, went yeah? to the dollar store and we got like, they already have all their Halloween stuff out. Ah. So we got like a fake saw that kind of rested in my head. And <laughs> it was super fun. That's awesome. Super fun. It was definitely a great Dragon Con. If you guys are ever in Atlanta around Labor Day weekend, please come check it out. It is yeah. truly one of the coolest events that goes on in our fair city. Right. And we went last year. Yes. And we covered the robot fighting champs, yes. among other things. We did. And I think the thing I missed the most of this year was the waving at people in elevators. I know. Bit. The Sunday night goodbye. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Well, that's what I'm going to call it. It's what better than thinking? people waving at glass elevators yeah. thing that I called it. <laughs> Which is exactly what it is. Last year, Ted and I um, stumbled upon a group on the last big night of Dragon Con that parks itself in one of the big hotels right by the giant big glass elevators that go up and down and just frantically wave at people uh-huh. as soon as they yeah. get in the elevators <laughs> until they wave back. And they do. Everyone waves back. back. And so there's like this level of joy, like for, it's so (laughs) silly, but getting a stranger to wave at you in what is already a ridiculous context is just absolutely joyful. I thought it was, you know, at first like, oh, this is kind of silly. Then like you start doing it and you can't stop. You're like, I mean, let me wave back. Oh my gosh. We were laughing our butts off. Yeah. Yeah. It's contagious. It's like a yawn or like a laugh is a wave is the same way. Absolutely. It was was cool. Absolutely. I like the people that um, took it. A step too far, perhaps, uh-huh. and there was um, a little bit of flashing yes. that would happen sometimes, yes. a couple of moons, per se, uh-huh. but mostly just, you know, <laughs> right. very enthusiastic and then, waving. And I remember at least one person who was like the sullen guy, yeah. you know, who like flicked us off, I'm not going to wave at you, like, <laughs> <laughs> poor guy, yeah. probably the saddest guy at harder. Dragon Con right. ever. <laughs> Did you just say that just made me wave harder? Yeah. <laughs> if I could wave any harder, I would. <laughs> Good for you. Well, you know, with Rochambeau, we always say unique competitions, extraordinary events, amazing adventures. I want to frame this episode in the context of extraordinary collaborators. Ooh, have you run this through legal? I have not. I'm just I'm just going to do it. It's just you and me. Well. Have you hired other people? <laughs> I just wanted to sound fancy. That was, that was fancy. It actually yeah. put a little bit of fear in me. Like, do I need to talk to legal? Who's legal? Crud. I think the cat pumpkin cried. is our legal department. I think so. I think so. She is awfully serious. Yeah. So 
we ended up stumbling upon, well, I should say who we is. So I went with um, Sean, my beau, but also we were lucky enough to have Atlanta photographer Jim Stapp taking pictures for us this oh, year cool. because you were very much missed. And, you know, an extra hand is definitely handy. And to have someone who is a professional photographer was uh-huh. just an amazing opportunity. And Jim was really great to work with. And he actually stumbled across a person first that inspired this episode. So when he was walking around taking pictures, he sent me a photo at one point of a woman named Paige who was diligently helping a fella fix his Spider-Man slash Thor mashup costume, Okay, which was awesome, by the way. We Mm -hmm. will have a picture of that on the website. And Paige had a sign that said cosplay repair. And I thought, huh. oh, wow, that's so cool. Someone, you know, would take the time to carry supplies and help out different cosplayers, you know, maybe when like a wing broke or something like right. that, you know, really cool. Have you ever seen that I before? I never have, no. Yeah. So it's it's not a new thing, okay. as it turns out. People huh. do it all the time. And wow. like to prove a point, within an hour, I saw someone else. Sure. With a huge basket of supplies and a sign that said costume help. And I realized at this point all right, there's something happening here. And there is a subculture within the subculture of Dragon Con of people who just spend their con helping other people. Wow, that's amazing. I know. And they're not, or they were not organized. They all just kind of do it themselves. They all have different gear. They all have different signs. Uh Some said stuff like costume repair, some cosplay help. One said cleric of the forge, which I think is a and d thing. Okay. But most of them said cosplay medic. Okay, cool. So after learning that these people actually existed, it definitely seems episode worthy. So today's episode, cosplay medics. All right, so you have all of these people who are identifying as cosplay medics, and they're running around offering free. Did I mention they don't charge for these services at all? So cool. Angels never charge. Exactly that. So they're offering all this free help and repair to people that need it. And it's an amazing opportunity if you're lucky enough to stumble upon one Uh when you actually need them. That's where Sarah and Russell come in. Uh Aha. So excited to tell their story and the rest of the story of the cosplay medics because both Sarah and Russell are cosplay medics. Okay. And they realized there could be a benefit to all of these individual medics that are running around Dragon Con coming together and creating a network. So this year, for the first time ever, they decided to organize and they created a Facebook group called Dragon Con Cosplay Medics. Ah, I picture them like having a series of. Uh... Walkie talkies, like, uh, we need a wing over in 4B. We got a... Uh... <laughs> that's that's kind of exactly what it's like, but you just take the existing technology that is Facebook yeah. and a group, and sure. you pretty much have a walkie talkie that goes out yeah. to everyone. It's true. Uh, so I'm Sarah, and I cosplay, and I also cosplay medic. Um, I'm Russell. I drunkenly wander around as a pirate and occasionally mule cosplay supplies, and uh, once in a while I know what I'm doing. 
When we started doing it last year, the most common thing we heard from people who saw us was, oh, I wish I had found you yesterday. Oh, I wish I had been able to find you three hours ago. And it was literally just people wandering around, holding their broken stuff, hoping they stumbled across a medic, which is the worst feeling ever. You spend all this time on a cosplay, and it's amazing. And then you get here, and something happens that you never anticipated, crowds, what have you, and it breaks. And then you can't do anything with it. You can't take photos. And it's so frustrating. And so... We realized there was no lack of medics. When we ran into other people who were medics, we traded secrets, and it was really cool. We got some traded gear. It was awesome. The thing was what, that I started thinking about is why don't we get organized? Why don't we work together and create a network so we can, you know, dispatch a cosplay medic? You know, someone is in the Hyatt. All right, who's already in the Hyatt and can go to that person? Wow. Yeah, that's super cool. Still want walkie-talkies though. Understandably. <laughs> But it seems that they got pretty, uh, their organization worked out pretty well this year. Yeah. If you look at their Facebook page, it's like nonstop communication between people in need uh -huh. and people wow. sending off help to other people. That's like a duh moment, but like also a ha. Exactly. Yeah. It's an aha duh. Like, how did this <laughs> not happen already? It's actually been really great. And everyone's been really like happy to step up everyone's been really good about it because it's all voluntary. We don't tell anybody what to do with their con. We just ask, if you're going on medic duty, let us know so we can send people to you. So they got a great response and created this amazingly large Facebook group. Uh -huh. And they were a little bit surprised at just how well it went. Really? So at some point, um, probably on Saturday, I don't know, maybe Friday, Sarah and Russell decided to organize a meetup of all the cosplay medics that okay. they had been in touch with throughout the weekend. She was so sweet, too. She's like, I want to buy them all a drink. I just want to <laughs> see everyone in one place. Aww. It was very cool. So they got to all meet face to face. And that's where I got to catch up with them. They were probably about a group of 10, maybe swelled to about 20 uh -huh. at the peak of everyone being there. And it was really, really cool. Awesome. You have some stories for us, Kim? Absolutely. So first up is Alan. Both Sarah and Russell made a point to mention him when they were talking to me about their original inspiration for becoming medics because they had seen Alan running around because he is hard to miss. Yeah. He carries a 40 pound wooden cabinet on his back with just about everything a cosplayer could ever need to get back on the floor. <laughs> a 40 pound wooden cabinet. I pictured like a Hodor thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well pictured. Uh, yeah. So my name is Alan Ye, and this is my fourth year at Dragon Con. Been doing cosplay medics the entire time. The reason that I started was uh, one of my friends' cosplay starts ripping, and like, like the mask is like ripping off. It's like it's all coming off. It's covered in sweat, and it's all like gross. And I'm like, I've got super glue and duct tape at home. Why? Why didn't I just bring that here? And so then the next day, brought like a backpack full of stuff and it just kind of like evolved from there. And now I've got this 44 pound locker of goodies. So I've got super glue, a uh, hot glue gun. Then I've got duct tape, uh, painter's tape, double-sided tape, electrical tape, spirit gum, spirit gum remover, a med kit, a makeup kit, a bunch of thread, like 16 different colors of thread, sewing kit, a mirror, like zip ties, bamboo skewers, like fully prepared for like anything that comes my way. Well, my favorite thing to do is every time someone, uh, I finish helping somebody, hold on. Because I feel like the most important thing about this is like, even if I can't fix it, I just try to make everyone's con just a little bit better. <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah. He gave me a lollipop. <laughs> oh, you got one too. Yes. Nice. He was like, wait, this is what I do. 
I give people a lollipop. And then he just was like, you're going to take it, right? <laughs> like, I'm giving you a lollipop. That's amazing. And what, you know, it's just like, why don't I just carry around all this stuff for everybody? So next up is Liam. Liam, like Alan, became a cosplay medic by chance, starting out, uh-huh. as many people do, as a handler for a friend. Sure. I'm sure you're everybody brings somebody with them like to help them with get, those get around. super big costumes, yeah. you, I'm sure you can't see right. in a lot of them well. Yeah. So you need a handler. Or an armler. Okay, um, I'm Liam Slowick. I'm pretty new to the group. Um, I've been doing cosplay medic stuff sort of solo for the past couple of years. But as soon as I found an actual organized group, it was an amazing moment. <laughs> um, I started, I'm sort of a handler, a cosplay handler for one of my friends. Um, and I realized I was having to bring so much stuff each year for her cosplay, so might as well just bring extras and help other people who had the same issues. I carry a bunch of different types of tapes and glues. Those are probably the most common. Um, an industrial pack of different size safety pins, a couple of like first aid things, makeup stuff, um, just really anything I can think of, anything that I've seen people ask for before. Wow. It seems like they could also have like little stations. Yeah. We have like a bunch of tapes and glues. And yeah. So when Jim originally ran into Paige, who inspired the story, we were very confused about like how all of it worked at first. And we thought she was set up like a professional set up in a corner because uh-huh. she seemed to have a station. But as it turns out, these people are just constantly on the move. Uh huh. Do they have little uh, sirens going on above their heads? No, that would be cool. But often they carry a big sign on their back that uh-huh. you can see like all the way across the con oh, wow. floor that, you know, <laughs> cosplay medic here uh-huh. <laughs> and you know i mentioned before that they don't charge anything sure. to help people sometimes they give out yes. lollipops yes another you. thing i remember people have any having aside from lollipops were like things if you were starting to feel bad like cough drops and oh really yeah ah, nice ah, such good medics So I talked to one medic named Elliot, and he explained to me that the whole concept of this being a free service is a little difficult for some people to grasp. My name is Elliot Mitchell. Um, I'm a cosplay medic. I just started last year, so I'm fairly new. I just found the group on Facebook, so it's good that we have a group like this. I feel like some people are scared when they come up, and they're like, so how much do I have to pay? Or you'll help them, and they're like, how much do you want for this? It's like, nothing. I don't want anything. I'm like, you know what, guys? I bring this because I know you spent hundreds of dollars, tons of hours on building these amazing costumes. You know, least we can do is make sure it stays on for 72 hours. Right on. That kind of giving and sharing is kind of what makes DragonCon so cool, you know? It just is such a helpful, kind community. Yeah. Like, there's never anybody making fun of people. Right. It's all just in the most positive spirit possible. Yeah, the whole thing is about being supportive and, like, celebrating the weirdness and the coolness and the whatever you, exactly. oh, you're into that. That's cool. So, aside from the incredible karma that people get from helping others, a very long-time medic that I met named Steven pointed out to me that it's also a great way to improve your skills if you like to make things. Sure. Uh, I'm Steven. I've been a cosplayer for about eight years. I've been doing the repair for roughly six, and I found it a lot of fun, and I love helping people out. Each uh, cosplay I approach is, to me, it's good for those I'm fixing, obviously, but to me, it's also a chance to test my skills on making stuff, and each uh, repair is kind of like a puzzle to figure out. Try to, you got all the pieces, got to figure out a way to put them back together. 
It's like Humpty Dumpty's homie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And what was that? All the King's all horses? The, uh, I think it was all the King's men. No, just all the King's horses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to think of my repair people as, you know, animated right. yeah. animals. I bet the cosplayers are extremely thankful for all the help they get from these medics. Oh my gosh, yes, because they're finding them usually at their point in the con where they are most stressed right. and they're just, they're feeling broken. Yeah. I did meet another medic named Coley who spoke a little bit to that appreciation and how the community in general feels about medics. My name is Coley Hembry. Um, I'm a cosplay repair person. Um, me and my daughter's come up every year for Dragon Con uh, from Tallahassee, Florida. Um, I get I get a lot of, you're doing God's work. Thank you so much for everything you do. Um, everything like that. Um, it's, it's wonderful that, that we're actually appreciated by this, this community. And how great to bring his daughters along with him. I what know. a great life lesson, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And you know, we talk about giving back to the community in lots of different episodes in different ways and this is another way of giving back to this unique community and so speaking of community interviewing a group of cosplay medics during a con is not a linear endeavor uh, right because right? <laughs> people see them and they need them and they use them constantly so during our talks we were paused a lot to chat with different people and to give you know, the medic space to do on spot repairs for people. Uh, my name is Antonio. I'm Plastic Man um, from Miami. And uh, right now I'm getting my belt uh, repair because the sweat that got the best of me. <laughs> and they're great. A great service, yes. My name is Logan. I'm doing a steampunk Dr. Octopus. So I just have this little tube that sticks out of one of my like control panel briefcase things to my back one that just popped out and it gets annoying having to keep fixing it. I know about the cosplay medics. They're amazing, um, doing, doing the best work in the world. And um, I didn't know they were gonna be here. I've just accepted that this is just gonna be a nuisance for me. I saw them. I almost didn't even think about it, and I was like, wait, wait a second, they can help me. So, right here, this is like, is this like the cosplay medic meetup? I don't, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Actually, yes, it was exactly that. Wow. It was the cosplay medic meetup. You just stumbled into the mother yeah. load. Yeah. yeah, they were so smart to pick the area that they did for the meetup because it was... And this is something new for me information wise. I keep learning more about Dragon Con every year, but there's an area behind one of the hotels that has giant staircases right. and it's where groups tend to gather to take group photos. So uh. while we were sitting there talking to the medics, we saw a group of Spider-Men, like 50 deep, right. taking their group photo together. Okay. And so they were, you know, their main thought was, who more so needs a medic than someone who's about to get their photo taken? Right. Like, you know, a really exciting moment for uh -huh. them. So they kind of they get to see a lot, I bet. Yeah. So being in that area, they saw a lot of the group photos for people. But in general, there is definitely a bonus to being a medic. You see the most amazing costumes. Sure. The fun thing about medicing is that all the best cosplays come right to you. Um, so rather than having to wander around and hope I stumble across the really amazing costumes, I just stand there and they run up to me and they're always so happy to see you.
Yeah. I mean, I love this. If I was a little more crafty, I could see myself spending a con this way. Right. Because you would get to meet people mm-hmm. in a, you know, just a lovely way. Yeah. yeah. You get to make new friends, which yeah. is what it's all about. Kim. Exactly. And share some good karma. Yeah. Speaking of karma, I got to tell you one other story that I didn't really have a place for in this, but I think it's definitely worth sharing. I apologize if I get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, the medic Elliot who told me this. Okay. One year during con, he was cosplay medicine, and there's, you know, it's in very uh, big hotels in Atlanta, yeah. and they have a lot of escalators. You know, that's a, You spend a lot of Dragon Con on escalators. You really do. <laughs> you might not think that going into it, but you do, which is so much fun because you see amazing costumes going the other way, uh-huh, and it's uh-huh. just, you know, part of the fun. Anyways, one he, tip: make sure your he, costume is escalator safe. Yeah, like you don't want to get a cape. No, no, caught in that. No, no, or That'd a, be awful. Or a dragon toe, or whatever you got. Exactly. So I don't think it was costume related. I think it was just a misstep. But at one point during last year's con, Elliot saw an older man tumble Ooh, no. from the escalator and landed on the ground uh-huh. and was bleeding. Oh no! Right. So there was security there and, you know, they immediately came over to help. But um, as Elliot put it, he said they didn't have anything. They had latex gloves, Mm -hmm. but that was about it. They had nothing to stop the bleeding. And Elliot was like, oh, my gosh, I have all of these things right now. (laughs) So he was able to go over there and like put towels under the guy's head Uh and like put pressure on and literally be a medic until the actual medics arrived. That's amazing. I know. So he got to feel a little more like a hero (laughs) than even normal man that's amazing just another reason why dragon con is just the most lovely fun event i'm sorry i missed it i'm sorry you missed it too but on the back end let's tell people why you missed it where did you get to go this year this year i went to ireland for about a week and a half and i went to germany for about a week that's excellent this would i guess then normally be the time of year that you would go to the stone skipping competition yeah you you skipped the stone skipping this year skipped the stone skimming Skimming. yes Yes. yeah i was supposed to go to a mountain boarding championship that's right for those of you who might not remember i think it's episode 15 ted tells his story of being a mountain boarder competitively and in his own backyard and a lot of my buddies still compete and so they were all over there. So I was going to go hang out with them, interview some people. It do was some the riding. World Mountain Boarding Championship. The World Mountain Boarding right? Championships. Yeah, yeah, it was a downhill board across race. But I got sick and I couldn't make it. So I'm bummed about that. But I got to go to Ireland and Germany. Yeah, you did. It was pretty great. And I think it's a testament to one of the you know staples of Rochambeau, the amazing adventure. Sometimes you need to be able to roll with the punches yeah, to still sure. have a good time. Yeah. And even though your trip went a different way. I mean, you're glowing. You look yeah. super happy. Well, that was because I got to rap Public Enemy at a German bar. What? <laughs> How did that happen? Um, my girlfriend is a singer, and a guy she used to sing with lives in Germany now. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, his name is Clint Ivy. He's killing her over in Ulzen, Germany, and in Hamburg area. And anyways, they were playing a show at the little German bar, and he knew I knew some Public Enemy, so I started rapping with them. He called me up on stage and I just grabbed the mic and started rapping. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. it was fun. (laughs) What did your girlfriend Abby think about all that? (laughs) She looked at me like I was insane, but also (laughs) like, 
Like I was doing okay. Right. Like, yeah. I guess I did choose right. the right guy. And luckily <laughs> in Germany, they, not everyone speaks English. They didn't know I was messing up the words. Was that your first time ever on stage? Aside from karaoke. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Very It impressive. felt just like karaoke though. I just pretended like I was doing karaoke and just... Or podcasting and being professional. Oh, you know? please. Yeah. There's no one staring at us when we do this. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, that'd be a little weird. It'd be super right. weird. So happy October to all you guys. I hope you can use this Dragon Con episode and let it inspire you for your Halloween costume yes. this year. It's good timing. We're going to have, thanks to Jim Stapp, we are going to have a ton of pictures on the website right. for you to check out. If not on our website directly, we'll definitely have links to his website. Yeah. Nice. So Thanks, and he took Jim. some amazing, amazing shots. Yeah, I bet. And what a cool story. This is something I never even considered. So heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> I get a little verklempt. <laughs> Way to bring the happiness. I yeah. like it when people do good for each other. Yep. Thank you, Cadillac Jones, for providing the music for this episode and our other episodes. You guys are amazing. We love you guys and certainly appreciate the tunes. We also love you guys for yes, listening. Yes, we do. I don't know if you hear it in our voices all the time, but we do certainly appreciate you. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend. Yeah, post it somewhere too. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Give us a review. We are pretty lame on the social media front. <laughs> Both Ted right. and I have full-time gigs, and it's it's a hard thing to get to. But if you ever reached out to us, we would certainly make a point to say hi yep. and enjoy getting to know our community. And if you have an event or a competition we need to know about, please let us know. You can hit us on all the Facebooky things or at Podcast at gmail.com. All right. Till next time, people. Goodbye. Were these medics dressed in uh, sexy outfits? Why sexy? I don't know. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Seriously. Well, then with Halloween, you know, medics, they're always dressed as sexy people. Oh, Ted.